for the State Society. Uh, this is Tyler Tarver. Tyler and I knew a little bit about each other from when we went to Tech. Tyler is the Dean of NLC College, new college uh, that's it's affiliated with Washita, correct? Still affiliated? It was. We switched. Was. Okay, yeah. switch. Bye. Bye. Great. Uh, <laughs> They're lovely. They're incredible. <laughs> Tyler has amassed over 13 million views on YouTube and has almost 60,000 subscribers between his two channels. Uh, he was a math teacher for a long time, has Tyler Tarver Academy. Uh, you can go check, if you've if you got kids that are in math class, go have them watch their videos, they're funny. Uh, they great math uh, resource there. Uh, he's written some books, has multiple podcasts. I know right now he's got uh, Explaining Everything podcast I like and uh, New Marriage podcast, uh, lots of different things. A couple of YouTube channels, he speaks everywhere. And all these things are just kind of like his side hustle from you know being a dean. Uh, he's a sneakerhead. He's got some good sneakers going on this, this morning. Uh, so go, go, great follow on the gram. He does the most, man. And uh, so uh, Tyler Tarver, the muscle behind the side hustle, and he's closed on Sundays. He's our Chick Fil A. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Anytime you can throw Kanye in your intro, that's a win. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, first off, thank you guys for letting me come talk. I don't know if you had a choice and who was up here yelling at you for about an hour, but I appreciate you for not walking out yet. So, um, my name is Tyler. I'm also doing a giveaway real quick, so you've had time to see this. If not, you don't want it, so it's cool, but I'll give that away at the end. Okay? So, um, like you said, I've been on YouTube for about a decade. Uh, I was one of the early people on there. Um, I, I thought it was really cool because you're putting video in one place and it ran pretty well, and at the time, I don't know if you guys remember, 10 years ago with YouTube, it was like you had to pay money to put your video up somewhere if you wanted to host it. And then if you happen to get a lot of views, it actually cost you more money. Now we're like, I'm gonna go viral and be a millionaire. Um, back then it was, I'm gonna go viral and lose a lot of money. And that's how it worked. And so YouTube opened up that avenue. And now as you see, um, you know, mobile media is kind of dominating our world. And that's kind of what I wanna talk about today. Uh, I'm not saying I'm at any point. I'm not saying I'm the best. I have failed a lot in online stuff And so that allows me to hopefully throw some stuff at you guys some ideas to help you skip those failures and just go straight to the success side Okay, so um, I worked in education uh, as my main job since I got out of college You know I went through was a prince, uh, teacher principal assistant soup without the title but all the responsibilities <laughs> but no pay raise, so that's good, got all that. Um, and, then, and then after that, I'm now the dean of a college. But along the way, I have done a ton of side hustle stuff. I've written books that nobody read. I've put up a lot of YouTube videos, some um, people have seen. There's some that are pretty popular. Most are not, but then again, it only takes a few you know, to hit, and then you're good to go. Um, and so that's, that's a lot of what I do on the side, but then also I consult with companies. Uh, businesses, uh, make videos for them, talk about marketing stuff. So I've gotten a chance to work with some some pretty big car dealerships, churches, schools, and then uh, some random like fishing companies. But you know, you do some Google search on the internet, you might end up finding me. What's up? Okay, so um, what I'm talking about today is attention marketing. And that's all marketing is. Marketing is not like, oh, how do we make the best video? It's how do we get someone's attention? That's what you're trying to do. Um, with anything you do, whenever we make a TV commercial, sometimes we make them and we're like, oh, that's marketing. When was the last time y'all watched a TV commercial? Like, never. The Super Bowl, right? And then the time before that was the Super Bowl before that. You're either watching Netflix or something you can skip, or if you have to sit through the commercial, what are you doing? You're pulling out your cell phone. You're texting. You're on, you're, half the time you're on your cell phone while you're watching the show, much less the commercials. 
And so when we talk about marketing, it's about being where people's attention actually is. So first off, um, if you're at your house, you sit on the couch, you chill, you pull out your phone, what is the first app you go to? Throw it out there. Twitter. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. All good, okay? That's correct answers, okay? That's dominating our world's attention. And if you think, well, that's just on my cell phone. If you're saying just on my cell phone, you're highly undervaluing where everyone's attention is, okay? Y'all know how you can find your screen time on your cell phone? Yeah, anybody ever looked at it and go, no. I must have left it on. <laughs> and yeah, no, seriously, you're on it that much. We are, and it's like, how many opens do we get in a day? And we're a little bit older than these kids, these, these young people growing up. And so if I say something, you're like, well, this 65-year-old professional, no, they don't use that. Okay, where are they going to be in 40 years? Okay, <laughs> let's talk about the people that are going to be running businesses in 40 years. Where is their attention? How do you start a, a relationship with them? How do you get in front of their eyes so that, you know, two years from now, 10 year, years from now, or 20 years from now, when they need somebody in your profession or with your skill set, they go to you. Okay, so think about that. That's, that's it. You don't have to think about the, the dead people I just referenced. Okay, so where should you be? If you're wanting to market, and I, I know that I'm sure that within your profession, just like in education, I have to be careful with me putting stuff out there because we've all heard horror stories about people that have, you know, put too much out or said too much or whatever it is, and it gets them in trouble. So obviously take everything I say with like, if you're thinking, well, that might get me in trouble, don't do it, okay? But if it can help you, you should try it out. Um, where should you be? Instagram. Instagram is where culture is right now. If you look at where the, um, if you kind of, in my brain, I always picture like a nucleus of where things happen and then it spreads everywhere else, Instagram is that right now. Okay? Is it going to change five, ten years from now? Probably. Because what was the nucleus ten years ago? Facebook. Facebook, yeah. And they played it right. They went out to college kids, and college kids, oh, we're cool, we're in college. We got no worries. And then they spread it out to everybody else, and now it's a little bit older generation that's there, but then the generation shift. And I think you're going to see shifts into different um, mediums. Anybody know the new one that's bouncing up with young people? TikTok. 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 And it's essentially just fancy Vine, right? Like, remember Vine back in the day? Well, that's what TikTok's becoming, and it's got a lot of attention right now. Um, and a lot of people are trying to shift their audience from Instagram to TikTok. And that's the same thing they did uh, with Vine. A ton of the top YouTubers and Instagrammers, they were huge Vine stars. And then before Vine died, they shifted their audience over. And so it's all about putting your attention, getting people's attention wherever you can, and then shifting it to different areas as that population grows. So I'm not telling you, pick one of these four and focus on that. My best recommendation, if you can make it happen, Put on all four, plus Facebook, plus um, anything else that uh, is not listed up here that could have people's attention, okay? So um, Instagram, podcasts are huge, and I think you're going to see a huge increase in those, okay? So don't under, uh, do not undervalue podcasts and audio, and here's why. Here, okay, this is, a lot of this talk is like just theory on culture and where we are going. So 15 years ago, what was the big thing that people did on the internet? They read blogs, right? You would go and go, oh, I'm going to read that blog. And bloggers are getting book deals. We read it. Why is that? Well, because video, it was too hard to stream video, right? Because 15 years ago, there was no iPhone. We were using the Razor flip phones, you know? So we were not watching video mobile. You just sit in front of a desktop. And even then, the loading time would always get to, you, get to you. With cell phones developing, what over the past 10 years has taken off on the internet? Video, right? Because we can watch video on our phone anytime we want. I think we're going to see a huge push coming up in the next few years. Um, that there's going to be a huge increase in audio. Um, Spotify, you hear about more often. 
podcasts. I'm sure some of you guys can think back, hey, I've heard people mention podcasts to me the past six months, a lot more than they have, and podcasts have been around for, since 2006, but we're hearing more about it. And here's the reason. When you're reading something, that has your whole attention, right? You can't like, you're not supposed to read and drive. I know some of these people get their iPads out on their steering wheel. Have y'all seen those people? Pray for those people. All right, and then we got, <laughs> and then we got video. Video consumes, it's your, your ears and your eyes, correct? You're all in on that video. But with audio, what can you do? Listen. Listen and do whatever you want. Yeah, you can drive home. You can be working in the yard. You can do, like, on your computer doing work and listening to something and just catching pieces of it. We're going to see more of that because it adapts around what we're doing. We can do two things at once. So if you're going to get into a space, podcast, I would highly recommend that being the space. Now, YouTube. With YouTube, obviously you have video, but also people are putting podcasts on YouTube as well. Because YouTube is no longer two minutes or less or you won't have people's attention. You'll have people's attention as long as you keep their attention. Uh, if they came out with a, a five-hour Star Wars movie, how many of you guys would watch the whole thing? My hands up. I would. If they came out with a 30-second Star Wars movie, raise your hand if you would not watch 30 seconds of it. See, there you go. People will watch things as long as it has their attention. Um, with YouTube, it's getting longer and longer form content, and now our short form content is now TikTok and Instagram. But even Instagram with IGTV is pushing into that longer form content. Um, it's up to 10 minutes unless you have over a certain amount of follows, but they're still pushing into that because they want to be in that world. Facebook, they inflate their numbers on video because they want to compete with YouTube. It's just not as organized and it's not people's first go. Uh, but also with audio, that's going on YouTube as well. Has anybody subscribed to YouTube Premium? Anybody? One? Okay. Has anybody subscribed to Spotify or Apple Music? Okay. Sweet. Great, because those are great platforms, but if you want to save money, you can do YouTube Premium. You get all the features of YouTube, like no ads, you can download offline, you can listen to stuff while you're in other apps, plus you get access to YouTube Music, which includes all those songs you want on Spotify, and it's all included for the same price as Spotify. I don't get any commission on that, I'm just, that's a public service announcement from Tyler, okay? <laughs> save you 10 bucks a month if you want. Um, there is one online platform if you take everywhere people listen to music, online, streaming, everything streaming, there's one company that owns 47% of the market for that. It's YouTube. Almost half of all online streaming music is from YouTube. Everything else, Spotify, Apple Music, all that other stuff is the other half combined. So if you want to talk a place to put your podcast, you might not get a lot of views right now, but it's only going to go up as people start going there for audio. Okay? Uh, LinkedIn, I think LinkedIn, and I, I'm sure everybody in here is on this, this is more of the room for it than when I talk to teachers. Um, they're just like, no, I'm just going to fly through the website. Um, you guys are putting this stuff out there. And trying to, that's how they talk. I don't know if you talk to a teacher a lot. You're thinking, that's how my geometry teacher talks. My geometry. I that's how I just talk. Uh, it's, in the, it's in the interview. Uh, so with LinkedIn, LinkedIn right now is your best chance of naturally getting in front of somebody without having to pay to like boost your, your post. Algorithms, these two right here in Facebook are, are just dominated by algorithms, okay? So it goes based off of like how long people watch stuff, how much they like stuff, if something's getting attention. They're gonna push it in front of everybody's face and they're gonna shove your posts out of their face. LinkedIn has a lot more natural growth right now. It is right now for search, searchability and findability, it's where Instagram was about four years ago. So you can put something on there, you throw a hashtag on it, it gets an extra 400 views because it's in front of people's faces. 
LinkedIn's in that zone right now, and Instagram's more algorithm-based like, with regards to their view stuff. So um, when you're putting stuff out there, be putting content on LinkedIn as well. And again, you can put the same content on all four of these. Okay, you're thinking, wow, that's a lot of work, Tyler. Yeah, it is a lot of work, okay? But it could have a lot of return because if you're putting something out, one piece of material, you speaking for five minutes on, you know, best advice for somebody who's filing something or is wanting to pursue finding, you know, the person in there in your field and you're talking about this is what you should look for, you could put that on all four. You can rip the audio and put it on here. You can put the video here and here. You can toss the video on here as well and then throw a bunch of hashtags on it to hopefully get some in front of someone's face. Um, also, and I'm, I'm not talking about the end if I get time, um, but Twitter. Somebody said Twitter is where they are. Twitter is a phenomenal resource for you to be valuable to other people, okay? And so I'm, I'm gonna talk about that a little bit in a second, but uh, let's look at um, everything we watch and consume on the internet falls into two categories. There's only two reasons we will watch anything on the internet. Because it educates us, we're trying to learn something, or it entertains us, we enjoy watching it. Okay, if you think of another category, let me know, I'll change my presentation, all right? But those are the two main ones. The best are whenever it's both, right? When you're learning something, but also you enjoy what you're watching, and you watch it anyways. So education or entertainment. So if you're thinking, how can I get attention on the internet? Okay? Anybody ever follow somebody that's just like, hey, buy my book, or hey, check out my course, or hey, subscribe to this. All they're doing is asking you for stuff. Does that, how does that feel? It's annoying, right? And everybody's like, ghost and that fool. And if you can unfollow them, you will. But if it's like a friend or family member, you've got to mute them. Um, so, <clears throat> so whenever I recommend to people is, Ask a very small portion, okay? Give more than you ask, much more if you can. 10 to 1, 20 to 1, give them stuff for free, give them information, give them value versus the one time you're like, hey, can I have this? Because we can all think right now, friends, you get a, you, as soon as you get a call from them, you know, well, they're about to ask me for something. Hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll try to get that for you. And that's all they do is ask for stuff. How do you feel about doing something for them when they ask versus the friend that's always just helping you out, giving you advice, just there for you, and they ask once every you know, 50 phone calls? That's we feel a lot more like, heck yeah, I'll help you out. You're my friend. You've done so much for me. And you're providing people value on the internet because the people on the other side of those accounts are also humans. So they work the same online as they do in real life. They like people to give them value. So. Um, one of the things with the next generation, and I'm sorry, I don't know how the language is in here, so I, I bleeped out crap. I'm sorry I said it. It's the only time I'll say it. Um, I call it the BC factor. Um, these young people, and I'm talking everybody from Gen Z up even through millennials. Um, Facebook came out, I think in 2005 was the whenever it launched for college kids. And so they've been around that for, what, 14 years now is whenever social media really hit off. The internet before that has been around, it was a solid five years before that, five to ten years before that when it was really popular. These young people, Gen Z and Millennial, ever since they were 12 to 15, they've been in front of a screen, correct? What is the one constant with every website you go to, with every social media you're on? They want to make money. So what do they put on every single page? Ads. They're putting ads everywhere. They're paying off influencers. Hey, talk about Samsung phones. We'll give you 10 grand. Hey, dude, perfect. Put a ruffles thing on the background before you do trick shots. We'll give you 200,000. Okay, so they're putting it in front of them. The thing that where you see brands and influencers or brands and marketing align is whenever it's authentic. These young people have grown up their whole life ignoring the ads on the side of their screen. 
They've grown up their whole life flipping through their Instagram, and they know, oh, that's an ad. They know without even looking up there because it looks weird to them. It feels weird. It's almost like it's something inside of their brain, their heart or brain or whatever body part tells you that. They know, like, oh, this is off. This is not natural. This isn't, this isn't like, authentic. Okay? Grandmothers, they don't see it as much, so they'll click on Facebook. Oh, wow, 10 90s heartthrobs and where they are now. <laughs> so they'll click on that. But most people in that generation can tell when something's not real. So whenever you're making content for the internet or whenever you're trying to put yourself out there, always try to be authentic, okay? And one of the phrases we always tell teachers is, it is, it is better to be 100% yourself than 80% someone else, okay? And now you might not know your voice on the internet. I can go back and watch my videos from eight or nine years ago and like it makes me like physically sick at my stomach because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cringeworthy. But I get more natural because I get to see myself in editing and I can say, oh, I need to stop doing that or stop looking here or, or talking that way. Because used to, I was really bad about hitting click on the camera and going, hey guys, my name's Tyler. Thank you guys so much. Because I felt like I was showboating or like if I was too expressive. But now I know, no, that just projects through the camera. That's me being how I'm in real life for them on the camera. So whenever you're doing stuff, be authentic. Be, be authentic. That's a softball chant if you needed that. Um, young people want transparency and authenticity. They don't want to feel like you're a used car salesman, okay? They want to feel like you're somebody that genuinely cares about providing them value, whether they ever give you a dollar or not. So let's talk YouTube. One, because it's my favorite. Two, because I think it is, um, I mean, it's only going to get bigger and more relevant to our society. And I talked a little bit about it earlier with regards to watching TV commercials. And I'm not going to go through all these, but there's a couple key things for YouTube that I, I want you to notice. Number one, look at the sheer amount of content that YouTube is producing. They, this video is from anyone. We are in a stage right now where there is more content being produced on a weekly basis than the first like thousands of years of society, like up till now. Like we have more access to information from more voices than ever. Um, so whenever we look at, think about when you were a kid, like okay, well I could watch um, I could watch you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, and then I could maybe catch MTV if my parents weren't around, and then I can like, watch these different things. Now, we can watch almost anything accessible on our phones. And so there's so much more information out there. Has over 1.3 billion users, which is a third of the internet. Um, anybody know the number one search website on the internet? You know it, Google, it's not a trick question. Number two, YouTube. Google owns both of them. Three and four, I think, are Amazon and Facebook top 40 searched websites on the internet. Top creators earn upwards of 20 million a year. Anybody ever heard of Ryan's toy review? Oh yeah. Yeah, kids watch it? Yeah. Ryan! It's the most annoying thing ever. I'm like, how do they have this many subscribers? 22 or 23 million. Yep, and you know how much he made last year just off of YouTube ads? Over 25 mil. That's just YouTube advertising. Not including his toy line he got with Walmart. Not including uh, how they just put his videos on Nickelodeon. Not any of that other stuff. Huh? He's got his Nickelodeon show. Yeah. yeah, and that's pretty much just their show they do for YouTube stuck on Nickelodeon. So they're essentially putting YouTube videos on Nickelodeon. So that kid, like I said, made over 25 mil last year. Just from the ads. Not anything else. Not brand deals. Anything else he's doing. Um, and they're complete trash videos, but kids love them. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> My kid's doing it. It's annoying. Um, you're going to see this number go up. Whenever I say this to teachers, they're all like, that's crazy. I mean, how much did Brad Pitt make the other year? And these kids are actually selling the products directly to their customers, not just, oh, I'm pretending to be someone else in a movie. These, this is where marketing is in a turn. Think uh, TV commercials is an $80 billion a year industry. That's TV commercials. 
Once those marketers realize that they can be more targeted and they're gonna get a higher ROI on what they're putting out there by sticking it with the creators and directly in front of the YouTube videos that their demographic wants, you're gonna see that number increase two to three times in the next few years because they're gonna realize that's where they should be putting their money. It's just they've got too many people in their ear telling them, yeah, just keep making TV commercials. But nobody's saying, hey, nobody watches TV commercials anymore. Over half of YouTube's users are on mobile, and that's increasing every day. I have a ton of math videos online that people watch as they go through math classes. I've seen the increase over the past decade or so. It is, this is for math videos. You think a student's not going to watch that on a phone or a tablet. They're going to watch it on their Chromebook or whatever device they have in class, and they don't want to watch it after. On math videos, it's up in 70-80% is on mobile that they're watching it. Reaches more 18 to 49 year olds than any cable network. And again, it's all thanks to Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. I don't remember the exact situation. There was some sporting event on and at halftime something happened. There was a guy that worked for PayPal. You know, you know what PayPal is? He worked for PayPal. He missed it. Well, afterwards, everybody was talking about it. And he was like, oh. he went online to try to find the video. Couldn't find it anywhere. And he said, there should be a website where people can go watch videos. Made YouTube. And then sold it to Google for like, I don't know, one to three billion. I can't remember how much. It was less than three billion, more than one billion. Still, they stole, they stole it because it's worth a lot more than that. All right, so whenever you're making stuff or you're watching anything on the internet, um, that falls into two categories. You're either creating something and putting it out for the world or you're curating it, okay? You're finding good things on the internet and you're putting it together. Facebook, one of the top media websites on the internet. How many of y'all go to Facebook and go, oh man, I'm gonna go watch Mark Zuckerberg's new video. No, you're watching content that other people created and Facebook just curates it. They just have a place for you to go to see all that. This is the top two things you'll see with websites. Um, I was talking earlier about how YouTube is becoming a longer form content location. This is a screenshot, a thumbnail from a video. It's called uh, The Mind of Jake Paul. Um, it's by Shane Dawson. He was one of the OG YouTubers back in the day. And when they used to make like super terrible comedy sketches, he got popular and then he kind of like fell off a little bit. Well, he started a show where he took a popular YouTuber, Jake Paul, and he just interviewed him, asked people around him, like, oh, is he a sociopath? Is he crazy? Because he had done a bunch of controversial stuff. This thumbnail of this video, it was the last one, it was just them two talking in like an interview setting. It was an hour and 45 minute video. It had over 10 million views in three hours. People are going there to watch feature length YouTube poorly made YouTube videos, and they're watching it for almost two hours, and that's as soon as it comes out. It's because that's now people will go, people will go there now for longer form content. It's, it's do not feel like you're restricted, like, oh, I gotta keep it under two minutes. Only if you can keep their attention for two minutes. If you keep their attention for an hour, cool, do it. And then you pull the audio and stick it on a podcast. All right, so what's popular right now? Vlogs, anybody watch any vlogs? Anybody ever watched a vlog? Uh, one of my favorite ones was Casey Neistat. He's a filmmaker out of New York. I used to love watching his vlogs when he did them. He did it for like a couple years straight, every day. Um, that became my TV show. It was the only TV show I watched besides Walking Dead. Um, so it was the only one I watched. I would watch it every day, about eight minutes, and it was it. He controlled all of it. He didn't have to run it through a production company. He didn't have to run it through anybody. He made the video, edited it, and put it out. Could get his message to the world. Uh, tutorials, like I said, people want to learn. So if you want to make tutorials, you make them clean and give people information. That is a great resource to add people value. Lists, you know, top 10 this, top 10 that. And, you know, it's been around since TRL. You remember TRL? It's good stuff. I always hate it because they cut off the music video like halfway through. I'm like, let me watch the whole thing. Carson Daly. Um, 
Gaming, gaming videos are extremely popular, and this is only going to increase. Um, I think people are undervaluing this market, but you see a lot of people that see the, the value in it. Steph Curry, Drake, you see, notice how they've invested a couple mil into e-gaming teams. Uh, we have, we're actually, our college is looking into getting an e-gaming uh, like uh, minor within our school where people can come in and play video games and get a minor in that because it's a feasible job opportunity now. Whether you're making videos for YouTube or you're actually on a traveling team or you're competing online. Uh, my, my, my oldest son, he started a gaming channel and it's been great for him just to come out of his shell and he loves it because he's doing what he saw online. He, uh, he made the mistake of thinking that Ryan from Ryan's Story Review was going to see it. So at the end, instead of saying, hey, like, subscribe, he said, hey, Ryan, if you're watching this, like this. I'm like, Ryan's not watching, bro. He got a lot of money. Um, so, and then news. Obviously, with the news, we all know with like, um, you know, Fox, CNN, um, MSNBC, all of these TV channels, we know kind of the view they're going to have when we go into it, the, the point of view or the angle they're going to go for. With YouTube, you see a lot of this, but it's even more narrow. So like you can be like, oh, I want this point of view. There's a YouTube channel for that. If you want to be like, oh, I believe in you know, this, this, and this, and everything's underground, it's all great. There's a YouTube channel they can you know, add to the fuel of that fire. You can have YouTube channels specifically geared around the news source or the perspective you want. And the last one, unboxing videos. I don't want to talk about these because I think they're stupid. Um, so, <laughs> now, if you're going to make videos, if you're going to make content for the internet, what should you shoot with? A lot of people get paralyzed by this because they're thinking, well, I don't, I don't have a camera, I don't have a, uh, I don't know how to edit, I don't know how to do this or that. Do not, do not not produce, I shouldn't use a double negative. Always produce content. Don't be limited by what you're shooting on. One of the greatest cameras to use is on your cell phone, okay? All you gotta do is make sure you have kind of decent lighting and there's not a lot of external audio. And that's great, okay? Like if I'm gonna give you, let's see, I got my phone. I'll give you a real quick, and this will go for, even if you don't want to put it out for the internet, but just for your friends, real quick YouTube, or not YouTube, video advice for cell phone. Y'all ready? First off, this is fine filming vertically if you're just like sending it through Snapchat or Instagram or whatever, but if you're ever going to put it on YouTube, please turn it, okay? Anybody go to the movie theater and watch a movie like this? No. <laughs> we'll watch them like this, so let's do this, okay? Um, this is acceptable. It's getting more and more acceptable, but just go here, okay? So you're filming like this. You ready? Tip two. This is the camera, not you, all right? Everybody, if you're like, wow, I'm watching this video, it looks like they're kind of staring off to the distance. They're looking at themselves, okay? Look at the camera, okay? Obviously, get yourself framed up, but then look at the camera. Your periffs can catch that. Next thing, this is what I do for audio, because audio is important. We will turn off a video if the audio is trash. We'll watch a blurry video of our niece or nephew running around the yard and look like it was filmed on a potato, but if we can't hear something, we're not going to watch it, all right? Whenever I'm doing this, my audio comes from here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cup, I'm going to cup that mic, that audio, and I'm going to like turn it towards my face. So it's almost like I'm creating a directional mic with my hand, and that's going to block out external noise, and it's going to come straight at me this way. Also, lighting, um, get in lighting. You want to be like in the dark, looking like you're sneaking by somebody's house. You want it to be right here. Natural sunlight's good, but you don't be standing in the sunlight like you're ascending to heaven. Um, also, when you're holding it. Don't do it like my dad does, where you're like, hey Tyler, what's up? I'm like, what's up dad, I see all your chins. Look, I love it, okay? I love it. You don't want to look like a girl in a bathroom taking a selfie, you want to be right here. I love it. That's it. Now you can film great YouTube videos on your phone, all right? Go out and do a one minute video, toss it up, give somebody value. 
But if you want to buy some stuff, you can. Um, just hit me up and I'll give you an affiliate link so I can make a percentage. It's not extra for you, it just helps me out. Haul at me. Okay. Um, what I do, so here's an example of um, something I use to schedule out content. Um, I have a video upload schedule and if you click on that, it'll actually make a copy. Just delete my stuff and you can, uh, you can go in there and look at it. But, so this is an example of what I'll upload uh, to the internet in a week. So I'll have the date, I'll have whatever the series is, because I have different shows that premiere a different day of the week. And then I'll throw some of them on Instagram, sometimes they're different. Have my podcast going up, my other YouTube, so I got two YouTubes. My kids' gaming channel, if I want to toss a video on Facebook, you tell them to put a lot of progress there, I'm sorry. Um, and then my email list that I do. Um, so this is what I'll put out in a week. Now some of it's great because I can film like seven or eight at a time. Like go out for 30 minutes, film seven or eight, you know, two to three minute videos. Hey, here's Tuesdays with Tyler. Today we're talking about this. I lay it out there, done. Hit stop, start. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Tuesdays with Tyler. I'll go in and edit those in bulk and then schedule them out every Tuesday for eight weeks. I don't think about them again. So right now I've got, I think I've got three or four series that I've got going out for the next three months and I don't have to do anything. Um, you know who Seth Godin is? You ever heard of Seth Godin? If you Google blogging, he's the first one that pops up, I think, unless it's changed. They said, he was talking at a conference one time, this was a few years ago. He said, if, if I died right now, I would have an email blog go, like the blog that emails to people, um, an email list go out every day for the next two and a half years. Like if I died right now, because he was that far ahead. He was able to tailor his information to where it was timeless information and schedule it out. Because we all know when you feel that rush of, oh, i got to post something tomorrow, i got to do this tomorrow, it, 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 it's unneeded stress. So what I do is I picture everything kind of like I'm NBC. And so like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do one season of Friends. So I'm going to film 10 episodes of me doing the show, put it out, schedule it, and do it for 10 weeks. If I like it, I'll pick it up for season two. If I don't, I'll quit doing that series and I'll move on to a new series. So it's a great way to try out content to see if it sticks for what your audience wants. Oops, got to Okay, so uh, right there, you, oh, I didn't give you all this, this spreadsheet, so you can't do anything I just asked you to do. Um, come on, hit me up if you want it. If not, don't waste your time. Okay, cool. Uh, let's talk Instagram. Anybody use Instagram? Anybody like Instagram? Instagram's great. It's wonderful. It's lovely. It's so good. Okay, great way to connect with people. That's the reason I'm here. Instagram. We hit up on DMs. Um, so if you're looking at Instagram, they are trying to push into the video realm. Um, it was predominantly photo. Now it's like people will take tweets and stick them on Instagram. It's because that's where people's attention is. Okay, so they're gonna put everything they can on there. Memes. Anybody like memes? Memes all day. Uh, Y'all know that song? Uh, uh, I got my horses in the back. Y'all heard it, right? Lil Nas X. How many y'all like Lil Nas X before that song? Ain't nobody. Nobody ever heard of me. Some dude who bought the beat online for 20 bucks. You know how he got that thing marketed? Memes. He made the song, put it out, and then made about 40 or 50 memes on it and pushed them out across every single social media he could. Put in a ton of work, caught up, and like he backtracked it. So he like made the search of what's that song, Horses in the Back? He made that to where it redirected to his video. And so then he would like toss clips of the video into memes, put it out there, and then it caught on. And now he, you know, is to hang out with Ray Cyrus, which all of us do, right? <laughs> yeah, that's all of our dream. Uh, we're all like, oh, we're gonna make money. No, we just wanna hang out with BRC. Um, so, be authentic, we already talked about that. And then, add value. If you're adding people value, whenever you do the ask, or whenever maybe they're not ever gonna buy anything from you, or use your services, 
However, if they have a friend two years from now that's like, hey, I'm looking for a, you know, a CPA that can do this or somebody to come in with my taxes, you can be like, oh yeah, I don't, I have a person, but I know somebody that I saw on, on the internet that was really cool, let me see where I can find them, and they might send you over there. I've gotten stuff like, I started working for a car dealership just making videos for them on the side, and it was because I was making a ton of videos this summer on my Instagram that were about nothing about cars, it was just me making a different series and putting them out there. And she saw it, she was like, I really think you could teach our team a lot. So it got me the opportunity to do that. You never know where your connections are gonna go. I made, I just filmed way too many wedding videos over the past 10 years, like 70 or 80 wedding videos, which not fun to edit, by the way. So if you're waiting on your wedding video from somebody, don't bug them, they're working on it, it just takes a long time, okay? <laughs> and so I got hooked up with a company called 13 Fishing uh, out of Florida because they were coming to film with one of their pros in Arkansas and they were looking for video teams and the only ones they found were like 30 grand for like a two day shoot. And so he just started searching for wedding videographers, found me because I was one of the top few wedding videographers at the time. And then he was like, well, they all look kind of the same. And then he clicked on another video I'd made for my church was super dumb. It was an ugly sweater walk off. And he ended with a dude like with pieces of cheese. It was a cheesy sweater walk off. And he ended with a piece of cheese on his body. Super weird, not as creepy as it sounds just now when I just said it. But uh, he saw that, thought it was funny got hooked up and I started working for them for a little bit. So you never know where these connections are gonna come, but if you're not putting it out there, you're definitely not getting those connections through there. So, um, hashtags are your friend. Like I said, the algorithm's changing. With Instagram, it's not as natural as it used to be. Um, so, when it, but they're still advantageous. I got a friend, he does a lot of um, retro stuff. Um, at retro underscore Rick, if you want to check him out. I think he has two underscores. I don't know why, it's weird. Too much space. So he puts hashtags out there, and he'll have some posts that'll go insane, 300,000 likes on it, but then he'll put the same hashtags for something else, and it gets 1,000, 2,000 likes. It's, it's super unreliable. However, if you don't put them in there, you definitely can't catch on to the hashtag train. Okay, so throw hashtags related to what it is you're wanting. And don't just be like, you know, hashtag CPA, hashtag taxes. Those are big hashtags. Okay, the rule of thumb, if you're on Instagram, you're allowed 30 hashtags, okay? Do 10 that are really general, okay? So like hashtag taxes, hashtag CBA, I don't know a ton about y'all's business, but that's what I would say. 10 of those, super basic ones that have millions of, of searches. 10 that are a little bit more specific, like medium level specific. So maybe whenever you search, they have 20,000 results, 15,000 results. So they're a little bit mid-range, and then 10 very specific, so like, Hashtag CPAs of Arkansas. Hashtag taxes of Arkansas. Stuff like that that's very specific that you're going to get a lot more, uh, a lot less people, but more chances for them to see it. So 10, 10, and 10. That's kind of the rule of thumb with those hashtags. Um, if you're just now starting out or just now revamping what you're doing, it is okay to steal ideas from other people. I'm not saying like just copy paste their content, you need a lot of trouble for that. But you can take their ideas, their looks, transfer it to yours. And then over time, you're going to develop your own look. But it's a good place to get started because if they have success there, obviously they're doing something right. Okay? And again, don't steal whatever they're doing. Say, Todd, I said it was okay. Um, just go in, get their look, and then kind of adapt it to your style and your look. Um, another thing that people do, and this could be good for you guys, especially if you're here and you're like networking or talking to people, um, they have a thing called engagement groups. It's kind of like an underground thing that people do to help get attention. So like my friend, uh, Retro Rick. So he's involved with like 90s, like video games, TV, movies, stuff like that. So he's involved with several engagement groups with other people that do like retro gaming stuff. It's like 10 to 20 people in like an Instagram group or a group text. And what they'll do is when any of them has a new video, they'll just go into the group and say, new video. 
And then the other 10 to 15 people will go straight to their video, watch it in its entirety, because that helps for algorithms. They'll like it and they'll comment. And what that does is Instagram or Facebook or YouTube recognizes that as, oh, this has people's attention. Or, oh, this is helpful for people. And they'll start pushing it in front of other random non-subscribers. Um, and so the more people are doing that, the more it helps you initially. And so you involved with these engagement groups that people that you know, want to encourage and help each other. It's a great way to get your, uh, get your stuff kind of like a, a, like a booster, a turbo boost at the beginning of a post. Instead of just like posting, you know, hope somebody sees that, it was really good. Um, you're guaranteeing 10 to 20 people will see it and then they'll also push it with the algorithm. Quick tips. Um, if you're making a YouTube channel, make it look clean, okay? This is the default background. Just put your name up there. Um, anybody ever, does anybody follow StoryBrand? Anybody know what StoryBrand is? Donna Miller? It's good stuff, right? Okay, one of the things they talk about is do not, they say don't be cute with your marketing. Don't be like, oh, here's a cool catchphrase or here's this thing that once you really dig in, you'll know what it means. Be as basic as you can. Tell people what you want, what you deliver, and what you can do for them. They say um, clarity gets rid of confusion. I don't remember, you probably know the, the, the phrase. Apparently, he doesn't do a good job because I don't remember it. But whenever, whenever you're presenting stuff, so like I after listening to a lot of other stuff, I was like, you know, I'm not real clear because my tagline for Tarver Academy, which has like math videos, uh, Google Drive, Google like Google products, tutorials, and then just fun stuff. Whenever um, it was at the header, it said Tarver Academy, your free video education internet superstore or something like that. I was like, oh, that's really clever. I'm so clever. But it doesn't really tell people what it is. So now it says Tarver Academy. Helping the world's best teachers and students learn and have fun. I'm who my audience is and what I'm doing for them. It's in the title. So try to be as very, very as clear as you can with the services you offer. When you upload videos, unlisted means that anybody with the link can see it. Public means anybody can find it and see it. And private means only you can see it. Public means I want anybody to see this. If you're making like a video for a specific customer, like a thank you video, after you, you, know, you get done and they use your services, you just want to show them you appreciate them instead of like writing a letter, you want to be like, put your phone up and be like, hey, I just want to thank you so much for entrusting me with this. I think we did a great job. Please let me know if there's anything I can do for you in the future. And use their name. You can make it unlisted and then email them the link so they can watch it, but nobody can like just find it. Warning, if you do that and send it to like an individual person, and then you see that it has like two, three, four hundred views, that means they shared it with someone else, okay? So just know, don't say anything and think, oh yeah, it's super safe here and unlisted. They can take that link and post it on Facebook if they want, but it's not searchable, okay? Uh, and private is really just where you would upload stuff that you're using as like a storage device. Thumbnails, if you wanna make a graphic, real quick graphic or anything, spark.adobe.com. It's free, it's pretty clean, looks good, and there's a lot of options. Okay, so if you're gonna make like motivational quotes or tips or any type of graphic, I recommend this one for show. For show. Okay, um, you don't really need this, so I'm gonna skip it. I know, building suspense, mystery for those five of you I still have. Okay, um, I talked about all these tips already. Um, decent lighting is important. This is kind of a darker room, so I wouldn't recommend it in here, and especially if I'm right here because it's gonna be weird with that projector shining on my face. Um, so go out, be near an outdoor window, but let the light shine into you. And you're like putting the phone by the window and the light's shining on your face. Uh, pay attention, pay attend, that's dumb. Pay attention to thirds and centering. When you're taking photos, remember your rule of thirds or just center it up. 
center it right there. Um, also, you always want to align it with their eyes, okay? So, for instance, right there, I align her eye in the third because that's how we as humans perceive things as good or appeasing to the eyes. Um, and here I cut the sky is two-thirds, the field is a third. So remember that when you're taking photos. Tag people. This is big, okay? If you are making something or putting something out there, you take a picture when you're working with a group or if you get done with the customer and you're taking a selfie and you're putting it out there. Love working with so-and-so. Tag them on it. I don't know the official metrics on it, but if I'm guessing, I would say you have a 14,000 better percent chance. That's super poorly constructed sentence. You have a lot better chance of them sharing that as well and sharing it with their audience if you tag them, okay? If you tag me on something, nine times out of 10, I'm gonna repost it, okay? Just because I'm like, cool, yeah, that was fun. Thank you for tagging me. Put it out there, all right? So um, that's them sharing you with their audience. So tag everybody you can in every post you do. All right, near the end, um, what I use, like I told you, hey, post all these things. You're thinking, that's a lot of going in and uploading, copy-pasting and all that. <coughs> Anybody ever use if this, then that? Anybody? No? Yep? No? Couple? Okay. If this, then that. It's where you say, if so-and-so happens, then I want so-and-so to happen. You can have, if it's going to rain tomorrow, then I want it to text me and let me know that morning. Um, if, you know, I don't know, there's traffic jam, so-and-so, I want to be notified. Whatever it is. What I usually do is I have Instagram is what I'll post to. And then through this, I set it up to where if I post to Instagram, then put that same post on Facebook, same post on LinkedIn, same post on Twitter. It goes to everywhere else, okay? There's only a couple that you have to like really um, go in individually on. I'm pretty much post on Instagram and it goes out to four or five different locations after that. LinkedIn, I already talked about, it's the best one for natural growth. So if you guys go on there, put content on LinkedIn, find the right hashtags, you should be posting one, one to six times a day if you can, okay? It's a great place to, uh, to get that natural look. And plus, it's where a lot of your people are. Where a lot of your people are. Okay, so I got a few more minutes. And does anybody have any specific questions? And you can throw out like, hey, I want to do this. Yes, sir. So if you were going to say that Instagram is the place that we need to be if we're trying to promote our business, profession, firm, whatever, uh, it, it seems that LinkedIn is the best place for us to post content. Landmark, who's got several people in this room, is I'm seeing their content that they're pushing out regularly that's super helpful, insightful stuff. Mm -hmm. So what would be some of your approaches to uh, using Instagram. I, I, don't, I don't recall Instagram being a place that you post like links to your blog or your content or whatever else. So what, what would be maybe your approach to Instagram in the CPA world and you know that kind of thing? Would it be just like bumper sticker kind of stuff where you're trying to do like cheesy stuff? But anyways, I'll be quiet. Man, no, that's a good question. Okay, so one of the great points, and I didn't say this earlier, remember who your audience is on those platforms. So your audience on LinkedIn, they're business professionals. They're people that are kind of in that world already. Your audience on Instagram may just be people that want to know more about that world. Like they might want to know tips and tricks. So if I'm if I tomorrow I wake up and I'm like, oh, Freaky Friday, I'm a CPA, or I, I say this because I don't know a lot about y'all's profession. I'm, I do taxes. I do people's taxes. Okay, I get mine done almost every year. Um, so <laughs> joke. Um, so I'll get my tax done. You know what I would do? And I, I think it's incredible. I would build a resource library for people who want to know more about their taxes. Like on Instagram, it would be me making a video every day. Hey, here's your tax tip of the day. 
whenever you're going throughout your year, make a Google form and submit anything um, numbers-wise that can be counted off as a business expense. Here's the way I set it up, and if you want, I've got a link in the bio to a free template. I'm not asking for anything. I'm not saying trying to sell them. I'm trying to help them. And, you know, the next day, hey, Tax Tip Tuesday. This is what I would tell them every Tuesday or every day or how often I can make the content. I'm trying to do value for, like, the average Joe, like Tyler, who's a teacher and needs to know how to file his taxes or something he can write off as a teacher. Um, so that's what, and, you know, you can even add in stuff after that. Hey, this is a tip strictly for teachers. If you know any other teachers, tag them in here. This is going to save them $300 a year because um, I know teachers work hard. That's what I would do with Instagram. Now, could you post those on LinkedIn also? Sure, but your audience is different. And so it's harder to kind of use content for everything the same way. But that's what I, that's what I would do if I woke up as a CPA tomorrow or a tax guy. I don't know the term. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so um, we've all seen CEOs that really kind of develop or set on their own. They write books personally, but at the same time, they're driving the business of their corporations. Yeah, Gary so, I have a client that is kind of in that situation. So if they're also, they're, you're using social media to drive their business, but they're also, they have content that they want to deliver in a more like personal mm -hmm. as the CEO of their company, do you have a recommendation of what platforms to use for that? Yes, all of them, okay? <laughs> but if I'm thinking, okay, with that, with that professional, okay, the reason they're able to write books and their content would have value is because they're an authority figure, right? They, they've shown that they're successful in that field. Um, so we do that right now. So like I, I attend New Life Church and I work with uh, our lead pastor's name is Rick Bizet. He has a lot of influence everywhere. Well, he wants the church to be great, but also he knows that like he could have a lot of content that he's doing that's not directly related, but he could provide there. So some of it overlaps with the business and the personal brand, but most of it is going to have its own lane. Um, and so I would recommend definitely any area that people would know who they are, are on. So I'm assuming most business people on LinkedIn would know who they are. And plus, like, list kind of like their, the back of the baseball card, you know, it tells all the stuff they've done and they've accomplished. So it's really easy there. So that's a, that's a natural one. But I would start building the brand across the rest. Where people lose um, motivation is when they start looking at the views. So if I'm a CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation and you're like, okay, let's put your personal brand on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And on LinkedIn, it's getting a lot, but then on Instagram, it's getting 30 views. Facebook, it's getting 10, and, you know, it's getting no attention. Don't be discouraged by that because it's a long game. Like these are all like new platforms and it's gonna build up. One of my most popular videos, like it is my, uh, it's top two. It's how to do slope intercept formula. Terrible video, I made it in 2008, but it still gets, you know, anywhere from 30 to 80,000 views a month during the school year, and it's because it's the algorithm hit on it. And so whenever they're putting stuff out there, they don't know the audience they might bring in with certain videos. So don't be, tell them not to be discouraged by views, but you've got to have that now because it, it helps build your audience outside of what you already have. So I don't know if I answered your question at all, but if not, you, just, you gave me a soft nod, so I feel good, thank you. <laughs> Anything else, any other questions? Sweet. Cool, thank you guys, you are very sweet. I appreciate you. Hey guys, we do have lunch in the break room, so uh, let's take about 30.